I played this song for both of my daughters and deep, strong, rough, and tough were some of the words that they used to describe the song. Hello everybody, my name is Bishop Frisch and welcome to My Life Through Music where I talk about the music and the songs that were either there or accompanies um, particular events, important people, and important memories of my life. And this next song that goes along with these memories and the people in my life at this time is A Country Boy Can Survive by Hank Williams Jr. And it was released in 1982. To me, to me, this is a great example of a song that really gives the listener um, not only the idea of what a country boy is, but it gives us a feel through the sound, through the music, and through the tone of what a country boy and what country life is. I mean, you have the acoustic guitar in the beginning, you have the uh, the other guitar coming in. And what that does to me, especially uh, towards the end of the first verse, gives it a real sound of the Deep South, in my opinion. And obviously you have the legendary deep voice of Hank Williams Jr. I mean, who else could sing this song? Really, who else could sing this song and make it sound the way that it does? I can't think of anybody. I really can't. Um, I mean, his voice fits perfectly when he's describing um, living in the woods, having a shotgun and a rifle and a four-wheel drive, um, dogs. I mean, sounds like a country boy to me, you know? And um, throughout the song, um, uh, you get these comparisons of city life versus country life. And, you know, he uses words like living off the land, um, growing your own food. Um, also, uh, you juxtapose that to Broadway nights and downtown, words like that. And, um, you know, this song, I'm not using this to describe me. It's not about me. Uh, this song reminds me of the men who I grew up around. Guys who have been uh, in my life since the day I was born. You know, the same guys that I referred to in the previous video. You know, the guys that were there. All the birthdays, um, special events, in some way, shape, or form. They have always been there. Uh, the guys who I watched as a kid, you know, from afar, whose kids my brother and I, you know, grew up with, still know to this day. Guys whose stories that I listened to around the kitchen table, say on a, on a Saturday night, um, or guys I listened to talk, you know, around a, a work truck outside my dad's house on a Thursday afternoon. 
you know, in the hot sun. Or on a boat, um, listening to stories about the biggest fish they caught, how many fish they caught, or even better, in the woods. You know, for example, you know, when Hank Williams Jr. talks about plowing a field all day long, I remember one of these men recalling a story of him and my dad, you know, for a time uh, loading bales of hay out here in, uh, on the west side of Phoenix, you know, all day, 14 hours a day, or digging holes for fence posts for miles, you know, out here in the Arizona sun. Um, I've, I've seen these guys catch a lot of fish. Um, I've seen these guys, you know, teach us, take us down to the river, you know, where we're camping. And I've seen them, you know, walk up to the, to the, to the, to the side of the, of the river or the creek and then just look at it for a couple of seconds and then say, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to cast over there and I want you to do this with your rod and do this with your reel and, 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 and just teach us and show us what they wanted us to do and how to do it. I remember another one of my, my dad's friends, you know, um, taking us out on his boat out here at Lake uh, Pleasant and, um, you know, showing us how to catch bass, you know, in different areas, you know, of the lake. I've seen, you know, bucks hanging uh, from the trees in our campsite after a successful hunt. I remember seeing the biggest elk, the biggest bull elk I'd ever seen in my life uh, shot by one of these men, you know, um, listening to them and, 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 and having them show us how to set up tents, how to set up camp, how to build fires. I remember getting lost in a snow blizzard one time during one of our big hunts. I remember us being up in a place called uh, Kayabab, uh, north of the Grand Canyon. And uh, we were tracking a, uh, a herd of deer that had uh, a really big buck in it and a little, another little buck in there. And uh, it started to, to snow really bad to the point where it was a blizzard. And we had gotten separated, uh, my dad and I, and my, my dad's friend and his son, who I referred to in the, uh, the last video, we got separated uh, because, you know, the, the, the excitement of chasing deer and uh, along with the blizzard and everything just looking white, you know, it's easy to get turned around out there. And we had gotten lost for quite some time. And I remember, um, you know, after um, years later, my dad telling me, admitting to me, you know, hey, I was a little nervous out there. I was getting concerned that we might have to stay out there that night. And I was... I was you know, I had things going through my mind of what we were going to do that night and how we were going to stay warm, you know. Um, but these are men who, uh, who have strong principles, strong beliefs, 
you know, leadership qualities. Guys who at the end of the, of the hunt or the end of our, our camping uh, trip would, as we were going into Phoenix, would stop off on the freeway, just entering into the city, counting the cars, making sure that everybody got home safely because there was no cell phones back then. There was no way to, to communicate like that, like we can now. You know, guys who know who they are. Um, and I believe that's important. I believe that's important uh, no matter what generation you come from or what generation you're in. Uh, knowledge of self to me is extremely important. And these guys know who they are. And um, through being around them, they've helped me discover who I am. When I was very young, I was very young, um, my dad told me this and he repeated it throughout my life and I didn't really understand it. I didn't grasp it, but he told me, I'm raising you boys, my brother and I, he was referring to, I'm raising you boys so that I can die. And like I said, I, I didn't grasp that. I didn't understand what he meant. But as I remember, uh, my dad, uh, when I was, you know, this age, the same age that I'm talking about, he was a, uh, a superintendent of a pretty large construction company out here in Arizona. And again, I'm talking, tw I was 12, 13 at the time. And I remember him taking me to work with him. And uh, he, he always said that my mom needed a break from, from us, you know? And uh, I believe it, I believe it. Um, but for one week, he would take me to work with him. And when we'd get to the job site, he'd say, okay, you see that, that guy over there? I want you to follow him around. And if he asks you to do something, you do it. But don't talk. You can ask questions, but don't talk. Because right now, your opinion, it doesn't mean anything out here right now. So you go and learn. And I'll find you when we're ready to go. And, um, you know, you can't do that now, of course. There's no way you could do that now. But I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to do that because I learned so much from being around those guys about work, about how to do things, understanding that, that there are different ways of doing the same thing. And uh, I do remember this. I do remember that virtually every time that I went along with one of these guys to just observe and to follow around and to watch work, I remember them taking a few minutes to always say something nice and something positive about my dad or recall something that he had done that was, um, that was good in their eyes. And, you know, to, to a kid, that's important. It means a lot. And when I'm around, you know, young people uh, whose fathers that I know, I do that too. I make sure and tell them something that I know that's good and positive 
and uplifting about their fathers because if it does for them what it had done for me, then I think it's, I think I'm doing something good. Um, but, but getting back to the song, when, when Hank Williams Jr. talks about, you know, we came from the West Virginia coal mines, the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies, and then later on, he talks about we're from North California and South Alabama, the way he says it, South Alabama, and little old towns around this land. You know, it reminds me of these men, uh, my mentors, who are from all parts of the country. Um, you know, one guy, you know, is from Kansas City, Missouri. Another guy is from Florida. Another guy is from Portland, Oregon. Um, and another guy is from New Jersey, you know, who to this day, and we talk about it all the time, to this day is responsible for uh, the reason my mom got in trouble one night. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. Uh, one night, my, my mom and dad were hanging out over at the farm that I was telling, telling you all about um, uh, in one of the first videos. And my dad's buddy, this guy who I refer to as my uncle, I've known him ever since I was born, great guy, love him to death. And um, he had borrowed my, my dad's car to, to go talk to some girl. And he promised my dad he would be back at a certain time so he would be able to take my mom home in time because she had to watch her younger sisters because my grandma worked the night shift. And... Um, Obviously, my dad's buddy, my uncle, he didn't make it back in time. And my dad's freaking out. He's like, hey, I got to get, you know, my girlfriend at the time. They weren't married yet. I got to get her home. And there was no transportation. So my dad, the way my dad tells me, he says, I went into, you know, the house or the trailer. And I, I talked to your grandpa. I said, hey, I got to get, you know, my girlfriend home. And, you know, my buddy's got the car you know, what do I do? And so my grandpa says, well, you know, there's, there's a horse, you know, there's a couple horses out in the, in, in the, in the stall, saddle one up and take her home that way. And he did. He saddled up a horse, got my mom up there. And if you remember, my grandpa's farm was on 35th Avenue, just west of Lower Buckeye. And my mom's apartments where, where they lived at the time was between uh, McDowell and Thomas on 43rd Avenue. And so what my dad tells me, he says, hey, we saddled up a horse, got her on, and I, you know, took her, took her home. I took Lower Buckeye to 43rd Avenue, and then we went north up to the McDowell-Thomas area, and I got her home. But it was late, and uh, she got in trouble for it. And then, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the, the last guy that I refer to is, uh, I think it's the guy that my dad has known the longest. I think they've known each other since grade school. And, uh, you know, you're talking about men who uh, have experience in the Marine Corps, in the Army, in the Navy, uh, you know, who were in Vietnam, who have worked in different types of trades, different types of work around different kinds of people with tons of experience and knowledge I'm so grateful that I was able, you know, and still am, to be around these guys because I've learned so much. 
And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm just so grateful, you know. Um, so, you know, as I, as I finish up here, I just want to ask a few questions, you know. Who was there when you were growing up? What types of people were they? What did you learn from them? And what song would you play or listen to to remind you of those individuals? I mean, these people are precious gems. They're treasures in our lives. And I honestly try, I don't always, you know, accomplish this, but I always try to pick their brains and to talk to them and get more history and get more information from them before, you know, sadly, the, you know, these individuals will will have to go and see the Lord one day and um, and I just want to treasure them you know while they're here and I want to say thank you for all the knowledge and all the things that you've passed down to me your kids my brother and I just hope that I take all that in and remember it so I can pass it on to others. And this is why this song is in my life through music playlist. And again, I, I always appreciate the time that uh, I'm allowed to be with you. And I, 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 um, I really appreciate it. I really do. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Thanks very much.